Welcome to Couch to Coast, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. Episode 43 again. I'm a voice. I'm back. I'm back, guys. It's not Barry White. It's not Daryl White. It's Rob Silito. I am back. You had a cheeky little look at Barry uh, Daryl White there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. I think it's his, not his brother. I think it's his son. A Luke. Is he? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I didn't I think know it's that. His eldest son. Yeah, I did listen to a song, and I was going to put it on the end, but I thought, nah, it's a bit, a bit naff. Sorry, Daryl. Bit naff. So I put Eminem on instead. Yeah. So. But we've got a really good episode this this week. Uh, it's not just me and Ben talking like we normally are. We've got a guest, or two guests to be exact. So we've got Liz and Tim. Looking forward Tim. to this one. I am as well. We've got Liz and Tim from Protein Rebel. So they are sponsors of the podcast. We're brand ambassadors for their products. We use their products. Uh, so let's have a listen to Liz and Tim from Protein Rebel. <laughs> So we're here. I say that every time we have guests on. I've just realised we're here. We've got guests on again. Uh, so we've got Protein Rebel with us. I'm not going to introduce them. They can introduce themselves like we normally do with the, with the guests. But as as people should be aware, uh, Protein Rebel are the main sponsors for the podcast. Thank you to, to Protein Rebel. And we have got a code that people can use, which I'm sure will get mentioned a couple of times throughout this podcast, but it's CTC15 if anybody wants to order the Protein Rebel products. So, Liz, Tim, introduce yourselves. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for having us on. It's great to be here. Um, So, we're obviously Tim and Liz, and we founded Protein Rebel in 2020 in the midst of lockdown, which um, in hindsight wasn't the best time to launch a business but we we were ready to launch so we thought we wouldn't uh, hold back um, and we're a sports nutrition brand focused very much on natural so making things natural not chemical based products but focus on it being gentle on the stomach easy to digest and uh, yeah just, just great all-round uh, sports nutrition products for your body yeah <laughs> and tasty tasty too right. you have anything to add so, so 20 tw- and tasty oh, well i i can definitely vouch for that they are tasty definitely tasty <laughs> so how do you go about launching the brand protein rebel what what are your backgrounds if we don't mind starting there yeah no that's a good place ben um so before Protein Rebel, um, I was a kind of interim marketing consultant. So, you know, I worked with big companies, um, building up their brands, and then moved on to another project. Um, and then really, I started to get more into running and started to look at what was kind of that I'm consuming, really, um, because, you know, I don't know whether you find it, but as you get older, sadly, (laughs) things start to affect you a little bit more. So, you know, the sports nutrition, I was a lot more interested in sports nutrition than I was in my 20s because it just didn't 
wasn't really the issue and perhaps I wasn't going fast enough then that's probably what it was as well um whereas now um you know I was looking at sports nutrition stuff and thinking actually it didn't really taste very nice and didn't really sit on my stomach very well and when I looked at the ingredients um loads of them you know chemicals artificials stuff like that um and that's uh kind of led me to think well why isn't it more natural because for me, if you're running, you're doing a lot of your running outside and there's some sort of connection with being outside and natural and running. It all just seems to go together. So it seemed like an obvious connection. There. And I was thinking, well, why, why doesn't that exist? And so that was kind of the, the, the nugget of the idea, if you think, if you like. Yeah, and obviously you were also having like stomach issues, weren't you? Using the sports, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sorry, sorry, to, sorry to bring that up. But <laughs> no I, I was going to say exactly the same. I've got a really dodgy stomach all the time, so uh, I'll get that out of the way as well. So just to I make think, sure, I think a lot of runners can relate your to husband, that. Your husband and wife, is this correct? Yes, we are. Yeah, we are yeah. married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've been you're being stitched up here, Tim, with uh, yeah, that's wife's right. inside information about stomach issues. <laughs> Liz, sorry to interrupt. Carry on. No, no, not at all. No, I was just going to say, you know, I think that was a big nugget of it as well. You know, he'd be like, oh my, I'm, you know, he's coming home from runs saying, God, my stomach just feels like a washing machine. What have I done, or what's the problem? And and it was kind of just finding what the problem was. And I know a lot of runners do suffer with stomach complaints as well and it was kind of drilling down and looking at maybe what the root causes were and you know the sports nutrition was certainly one of them and it was kind of trying to resolve that and so it was through Tim really that he got me involved in Protein Rebel and we kind of um, then started up together but my background is public relations so um, yeah we're both kind of in similar field background but now yeah we're very much thrown into the sports nutrition world these days yeah it's a good combination, Brilliant. though, working together. Um, yeah. Ben and his wife work together, so it works quite well with them. So I was a bit of a wife. I work with my soon-to-be wife, uh, so we're both <laughs> nurses. So I think having that commonality within your relationship, you can bounce ideas off each other anyway. So I think that always works with people. So definitely. We'll see if we're all still married in five years' time. And see how <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, like most things, it kind of goes one of two ways, doesn't it? You yeah. know, it's either going to be brilliant and working together is going to be great, or actually, you know, no. Yeah, you want to be in the office five days. <laughs> so, so what makes... Go on, sorry, Ben, go on. Go on, carry on. I was going I've to got ask, loads of questions, by the way. I've got loads of questions as well. I suppose the first question is, what makes your your product, so Protein Rebel, I know you've got other products which we'll come on to in a bit, but mm. I suppose, is, is the energy gel the biggest seller and the biggest product that you manufacture and get that, that you sell? Um, they're fairly similar. So okay. in terms of like number of units, uh, it's the energy gel, but in terms of value... Yeah. Um, it's the protein powders. So it's kind of it's yeah. kind of different ways really. So you get more people with the energy gels, but more money from the protein powders, if you see what I mean. <laughs> Just because they're yeah. a lot more expensive. Yeah. 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 So we'll talk you said about the well let, let's keep to the energy gel first and then we can move through the products, I guess, if we're happy okay. to do that. But yeah. what the so the, the the thing that I want to ask, if we can, we talked about the fact that Protein Rebel uh, is natural, all natural ingredients. Um, for the listeners that don't know, it's 
two ingredients, maple yeah. syrup and sea salt. Yeah, that's in our maple um, ignite gel, yeah. In the maple ignite gel, yeah. which is, we can confirm, very, very good and very tasty. <laughs> how do you get to that and how did you get to those two ingredients? Okay, well, um, it was kind of, well, gels, you need gels to, to keep you running. Um, I'm sure, you know, if you've ever done a marathon, you would have heard about the wall. Um, and that's really where you've run out of energy, basically. Um, and you normally kind of hit the wall sort of when you've been doing 18 to 20 miles. And that's why they always say the last six miles are, are so hard. Um, and so what you need is to restock your glycogen stores. And you do that by consuming carbohydrates. But there's always a bit of a lag. So it takes time for your body to process those carbohydrates. Plus, you can't stock enough carbohydrate or glycogen in your body to give you the energy to complete a marathon. Unless, obviously, you're an elite athlete, you know, which is something completely different. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not at that level. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not far. I'm not close, I would say. No, okay, yeah. <laughs> so the, the body stores about 90 minutes of glycogen, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Is that what's said? So you've got to be running a marathon in... 90 minutes the world record <laughs> officially is what two hours one yeah, so right, yeah, yeah. a long way off that yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah elite anyway sorry to interrupt Go on. so so therefore you need to consume um carbohydrates which is going to re kind of energize you um that's going to be your energy store to get you through um so you need to choose something and so Having something that is natural should automatically sit on your stomach more easily and than, for example, something that is artificial. And if you, you know, if you're a runner, um, loads of runners uh, suffer with dodgy stomachs. You know, that's quite normal when you think about it. You know, your stomach's like a washing machine. You, you've got that physical thing of lifting your legs and for however many steps you do. And so just that very thing is going to make your stomach um, feel a bit odd. Um, and then you've got the fact that you're running for a long distance. So, you know, the blood is going out to, to your limbs to keep those going and away from your stomach. So you need things that are easy to digest. And because we're, we're all built differently, generally speaking, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, it's the natural foods which are easiest to digest. So then it's really looking for natural foods that are, you know, tasty, you've got the right kind of nutritional profile. Um, and and that's kind of where we started to, to look around for things. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also <clears throat> we found out that um, maple syrup it, it actually does what you want it to do, but in a natural way. So instead of the maltodextrin and the, the high fructose that you get in the artificial gels, um, we, we were trying to find alternative. And so sucrose, which is a balance of glucose and fructose, a very 
a very good balance um, is in maple syrup. And we looked over in Canada and there's actually some people over there that were using it for endurance. There was some research that had come out. We were like, okay, this looks like a really good, you know, solid base for, for a gel. Um, and so after more research and more looking into it and using ourselves, we were like, yeah, this this works. This really does work. Um, so then it was a case of, oh, right, well, that sounds easy. Let's let's get some maple syrup. That's the right profile that tastes good. But yeah, we had to go to Canada and <laughs> find a farmer and because you can't actually get what we wanted over here, not what we want. You know, it wasn't wasn't right, the maple syrup from over here. So we had to source it directly from the farmer, Kevin, who's a very nice chap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the only thing that was missing from it was sodium. Um because we obviously that it's got natural electrolytes in there it's got potassium it's got calcium it's actually got some manganese which helps as well it's got iron it's got all these great stuff which is perfect for endurance we're just missing the sodium so we're like well we just needed to blend it with sea salt and then that's the perfect nutritional profile for an endurance athlete yeah so all the way from canada to crew yes from the maple syrup (laughs) Because I don't know if people know, people know, but they, they are they local to me. I'm from um, from Stoke on Trent, and Crew isn't that far away. We talked about AFC Crew a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. It's a new new football team that's come from Crew. <laughs> but where's the sea salt come from then? Oh, that's from the UK. Yeah. Okay. So okay. so basically, we import maple syrup and then we blend it here in the UK um with sea salt just the right amount um and then we pack it in the the kind of tubes that people will be familiar with um that gel types you know carbohydrate gels generally come in so it's uh convenient to use when you're when you're on running cycling you know whatever mm-hmm. so was there any other gr- ingredient so we you settled on maple syrup mm. was there mm. any other ingredient tested or considered beforehand yeah i mean we looked at different types of maple syrup because you'd be surprised there's loads of different types of maple syrup so for example um the ones that you probably might be more familiar with you may might buy in a supermarket for example is much darker and has a much stronger taste and trying to you know drink maple syrup like that would be quite quite hard mm. you know um because we want something that's tasty um so obviously maple ignite made from a much lighter um maple syrup still is sweet it has a maple syrup taste because it is maple syrup um but it's not as strong as the stuff that you would buy in a supermarket over here and the reason it is lighter is it's because uh, obviously maple syrup comes from maple trees, so it's it's all <laughs> as natural as you can get, um, and it's tapped at certain times. So the maple the trees are tapped at the very first few weeks mm. um, of the season to make it light, and and the you now as time goes on, if you then tap it further in the season, it gets darker and darker and darker, so the taste gets more robust and stronger. So we wanted the very light taste, so that's it's very, you know at the very start of the season in which we, we get our maple syrup. So, yeah, it's a lot of logistics of figuring out um, how to, you know, the right taste, the right nutritional profile. I mean, we did look a few other options, but realised that they weren't right. I mean, black mo- molasses, um, molasses, I can't even say it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I was so, oh, that's got a decent profile, but it's Tastes foul. 
<laughs> I wasn't going to be using that in a run, to be honest. I got I got some through and thought, yeah, we'll give that one a miss. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> so you say, obviously, this is a, a, well, it sounds like a very, well, it is a very thought out process to get to where we are today with the, the Maple Ignite energy gels. It's natural. So this should, we, we are sort of, anyone thinking about going to their local supermarket and just picking up a, a, a squeezy tube of maple syrup, you need to think again. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. It's not going to work like Maple Ignite does. So you've got the CTC15 uh, code where you can go and try Maple Ignite. But Rob, what's your thoughts on it that you've been using it? Come on. I love it. I, re- I used it at the weekend at Congleton Half. Um and I was going to ask a question, actually, but I'll come on to that in a minute. Uh, and I used two sachets for the half marathon, and I used one beforehand, and I posted it on Instagram. I put it mm-hmm. on my Weetabix. So it's substituted because what I would normally put on there is honey. People that listen yeah. to the show, two Weetabix, splash of skim- skimmed milk with honey. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'll try the, I'll try the maple like that. And I've, I've been sold, and I'll be doing that every time I go for before I go for a run, a long run now, yeah. uh, having that maple egg night on top of that, and it tasted really well. I even influenced Ben because I know Ben did it on the same day. He put something on about putting on his on his, his breakfast as well. So I love the taste. I think it's like I say with the other energy gels. I'm not going to name any names of what I used before, but with the other energy gels, it was quite thick, quite hard to digest. I'd have to have water with it at the same time. Whereas maple egg night, I didn't have to do. I don't feel like I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot thinner as well, I would say. Yeah, yeah I mean, a lot of the, the standard ones are more like hair gel, you know, mm. that old-fashioned hair gel, and, and that's the kind of texture you get, whereas maybe like, like that as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which, actually, that's a really important point, because if something doesn't taste nice, you're not going to look forward to having it, so then you're going to put off having it. So yeah. if you're thinking to yourself, right, okay, I want to have, I've got you know a certain amount of carbs that I want to consume, then that means you're going to do it every what five miles or half an hour or whatever your regime's going to be. Um, yeah. You're then going to put it off, and so then that's going to have an impact on your fueling levels, and then that's going to have an impact on your performance. So much yeah. better to take something that you're looking forward to, um, and that you don't don't have any fear about, you know, not feeling very well about. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I had a bad, I had a bad experience with running the Great North Run. I can remember because we were giving sweets out at the start. It was like I think about two miles in. And I thought, oh, I'll try a sweet. I know what people say. Don't try anything new. <laughs> when you go do when you do a half marathon or a marathon, don't try anything new. But I thought I'll try a sweet. I, I tried to eat it and I couldn't swallow it, so I've ne- avoided that now. But going back to the regime that you were talking about, hmm. what? And again, this is a question for you, Tim and Liz, but also for Ben as well. How much energy gel? How many energy gels should be table, people be taking when they're on a long run? So, for example, a half marathon or a marathon, mm, or if yeah. they go out and do a, a training training run for sixteen miles, mm. what is the advice that you would give to people taking out energy gels? How many? Yeah, sorry, go on. No, sorry. <laughs> well, I was, was going to say there's there's loads of different advice. You know, you could do it on miles or distance. Yeah. You know, you could do it on time. You could do it on a whole host of other things. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I'm running you know, half marathons, marathons, you know, I'm just concentrating on getting to the finish line. So yeah. I can't really think about too much, and it doesn't need to be very complicated. So what works for me is having one every half an hour. So yeah. 
you know, I know, you know, each one has um, 24 grams of carbs in. And so roughly speaking, you know, consuming 50 grams of carbs an hour, you know, I know my stomach can cope with that. Um, You know, all the research says that, you know, that's kind of the right sort of level, um, generally speaking, that people can consume. Um, And it's something which you can kind of sip on a bit, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know when you've had it, Rob, have you you necked it all in one or do you kind of sip on it for a few? I I tend to just get it down me. Uh, Mm. The the thing with me when I'm running, uh, like like you, I'm just concentrating on finishing and I'm I'm a man, so I can't multitask. So if I'm (laughs) running, I feel like I just need, just trying to get it down me as soon as I can and then I can just carry on running. Fold up the piece, fold up the maple ignite, the sachet and put it back in me, in in my bum bag. I've got a bum bag. (laughs) I'll I'll openly admit to that and then carry on running. Uh, So, yeah, I tend to go for about 30 minutes as well myself. Yeah. I mean, the interesting, minutes. I mean, there's lots of research out there about, you know, how much carbs should you have? And um, to be honest, it, it, it all comes down to you, yourself. You know, everybody's different. So that's all, which obviously doesn't help everybody. But I mean, the guidelines is anything from 40 grams up to, can you believe, 144 grams? An hour. Wow. Now, when we talk about 144 grams an hour, we're talking about elite. I mean, I mean, super elite <laughs> who can absolutely yeah. cope with that. Um, 120 is kind of was initially the max, but now that's been extended mm. with some research. But quite honestly, you know, if you're if if you do a few marathons a year, or it might be your first marathon, do not go anywhere near that. You know, your, your body doesn't really need that much unless you're super elite. You're looking at you know. 90 absolute maximum 60 yeah that's fine 50 might work for you and women and men are different as well of course and the research out there is very much focused on 20 year old fit men there's very little research out there about women and how they deal with carbohydrates and really they they deal with fewer carbohydrates on the whole so again you're looking at more than 40 grams an hour for women as well you don't want to be going over that and you need to train your gut you need, your body needs to get used to that level of carbohydrate. So on your training runs, it's very important to, to try a gel, you know, and try it every you know, half an hour. Does that work? Maybe I'll try it every 20 minutes. How does that sit on my stomach? And just see yeah. how, how your body reacts to it. Uh, and that's yeah. important. Yeah. yeah talking I mean, about women, talking about women, <laughs> I noticed that you've recently won two awards for the women's running. Uh, want, I, I, thought, I wondered oh, if you wanted to nice talk about that. <laughs> I know. See, I'm, I'm a pro seamless, now. Seamless. We've almost, almost 12 months now, and I, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just segueing into different things. See? <laughs> yeah, we have, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Just, just this month, have, in fact, has been announced. So, yeah, women's running. Um, what are the two? Liz? Yeah, so for Maple Ignite, we've won the Best Value Gel and also Editor's Choice uh, Best Vegan Food. So, so yeah, yeah. We we're delighted about that, weren't we? Yeah. 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 Cause it's actually a tough process. It's not like, you know, you know, some of these awards, you just pay them some money in sponsorship and they give you something. It wasn't anything like that. No. <laughs> it was actually <laughs> properly tested over months, you know, you know, judges um, yeah, taking it, it out. Yeah, started in April, didn't it? Yeah, so they yeah, started in March. April up and, and they tested it up until um, July, beginning of August. Um, so, yeah, it was properly tested. So, yeah, we were delighted. 
That's really good. And an, another segue is <laughs> we talk about people that we, we that we've had on the on the podcast. Emma Taylor. So Emma Taylor is an yeah. ambassador for Protein Rebel as well. Yes. And and I, and I know that she's a very 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 good runner. <laughs> so obviously it was helping her with her runs as well. See, I see. I'm just a pro at this now. Segueing into different things. Yeah. yeah no. She. Yeah. She's excellent. She's won lots, hasn't she? And doing really, she has, really well. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. She's really really good. Sorry, Ben. You were going to ask something before I segued. I oh, know you're a pro, Rob. Like you didn't even you segued that well. You didn't even let me get my question in. Oh, they've gone. Oh, coming back. I don't know what happened there. We're back. Don't know what happened there. And you disappeared. Well, yeah. Way back now. The, the recording's still going though. Yeah. Okay. Just carry on. Yep. Carry on. Yeah, so you, you segued that well. I didn't even get to ask my question. Um, <laughs> no, I think that was talking about um, congratulations on the awards, by the way. Cheers. Now Rob's let me get a word in. <laughs> um, what I was talking about, wanted to talk about, was the taking of the gels every 30 minutes and stuff like that and, mm. and how we've all probably come to that conclusion that every 30 minutes is quite a good time to do it. I mean, I, I like to, as you said, there's train the gut when I'm doing my long runs, so I'll take a couple of um, Maple Ignite with me on a run every 30 minutes. Whether I feel like I need it or not on a particularly slow run on a Sunday morning, I will take them because it's that process of training the gut. Before I do like my hard interval sessions, which I tend to do two a week, regardless again of how long that workout is scheduled for, I'll have one just before because I want to train my gut to handle it at high intensity. Mm. And I've never, ever experienced any bad issues stomach-wise with it, which is brilliant. Mm. But one of the factors that I was most impressed by uh, when I first tried it is the packaging itself. Mm. Um, Obviously, it's bright. It's colourful. It stands out, which is great for you guys marketing-wise. You've done a very good job there. Um, But the size of the packaging, it is a lot smaller than a lot of the other big brands out there mm. which for a runner is very pleasing the little hole at the end which is if people don't know what it's for i'm assuming it's for tying to shorts and ripping off from bibs and all that sort of stuff the modern technology you might use so rob is it really oh, i didn't do it i didn't you know that you can ditch the bomb bag you can ditch well, the bomb bag yeah do you know, you know what they call those in uh, america don't you Go on, with the, go on. Fanny bags. Packs. Yeah, fanny, fanny packs. packs. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as you know I'll that, openly... you want to ditch here, Rob. <laughs> no, no, I'll openly admit, I'm happy with my fanny pack. I'm, 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 seven I'm, foot I go giant. nowhere. Go nowhere without a fanny pack. <laughs> well, next week in Magaluf, the rumour is you're going to be wearing <laughs> yeah, a fanny exactly. pack. Yeah, my key in a fanny pack. But yeah. for me, as someone that does or is aiming to do a half marathon next week in Manchester at around about one hour 20 let's say i know that i only need two gels mm-hmm. now for me i've got my favorite pair of running shorts that will actually only hold two gels mm-hmm. uh, they've got little side pockets on the legs i know comfortably protein rebel is with me and i've got one in each pocket i know where they are i know when i need to take them and that just fits really well mm-hmm. um so was the packaging and the size of the sachet was that a big thought as well and how much you could get in and how many grams of carbs you would get out of each serving Absolutely, but for kind of different reasons, actually. So um, the the little, um, what do you call it, a little gap in the packaging, um, yeah. that came about um, to try and keep it together. So when you rip it, you're obviously 
with most normal gels, when you rip it, you open, you end up with a top bit, which is tiny, and a bigger yeah. you know, plastic bit. And what happens, you know, it gets thrown away. So by having that little gap there, it's trying to prevent you from, when you rip it, ripping both bits because it kind of stays together. But after we launched it, loads of people have done exactly what you said, Ben. You know, it kind of puts hooks around it. You know, if maybe they're running with like a vest, um, you know, a hydration vest, you know, you often have lots of little hooks and stuff like that you can put them through. So it's kind of a bit of a dual purpose, really. <laughs> um, so, so that's great. Um, and then in terms of size, um, absolutely. That's uh, that's we kind of developed it to kind of work with people's kind of consumption of carbohydrates. So kind of looking for that that right level, really. Um, you could obviously make it bigger, but then when you're a runner, you know you're opening it up, trying to consume, let's say, you know, sixty grams or something like that in in a one hour is quite hard. Um, because normally when you're running, most people are breathing through their mouth. So what happens? You get a dry mouth, don't you? You know, um, plus the fact if you're trying to stuff it full of an energy gel, you're not breathing, <laughs> which is you know, something you definitely want to do. So, yeah, being having it in a smaller pack than, uh, you know, 60 grams, for example, um, you know, just made it a bit easier from a running point of view, we felt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very easy to get down. This is the good thing. Um, yeah. It's not a thick consistency. So I'm I'm different to Rob. I don't chug mine down. I like to, you know, taste it. Savour the flavour. Savour the flavour. Savour the, no, the not... biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Stop and have a three-course meal with it. Uh, I, I sort of tend to sip mine over the course of probably 10 metres or so mm. and, and savour it. Not mm. because I think it's, it's you know, I, I just find it that's – the way it goes down a lot better. Yeah. Um, I've I've got one more question about Maple Ignite before we move on to other products. <laughs> other brands, and we're not going to mention them. There's, <laughs> there's places for them to be mentioned elsewhere. Um, they tend to have their gels. They tend to change the flavors. Obviously, that's not going to be happening, I'm assuming, with Maple Ignite because maple syrup is the main ingredient. Yeah. But one thing that they do do is they mess around with the gels and all of a sudden it's Maple Ignite plus caffeine. Are you tempted in any way to add caffeine with coffee being a natural ingredient or has that never crossed the thought process? Yeah, I mean, I think there are certain flavours which go together. Um, so yeah. um, maple syrup and coffee or maple and coffee, you know, is, is a taste which... You know, certainly in North America is very popular. And yeah. Starbucks are doing a maple syrup. Well, the reason I ask, I've just had Starbucks. a maple flat white. Literally, <laughs> yeah. I finished my class and I had a maple flat white. And I went, oh, I'm going to ask a question. Because caffeine yeah. and running goes well. So yeah. go on, sorry, Tim, back to you. Well, exactly, exactly. So it's kind of looking for those natural um, ingredients that are good companions together. You know, you don't want things that aren't going to taste nice. Otherwise, that just defeats the whole object here. You know, you're not going to look forward to taking a gel then, and then you're going to put it off, and then that's yeah. going to lead to underfueling. So, yeah, looking for flavors which work well together. So, yeah, it's um, it's an obvious one to, to kind of 
look at and then yeah. investigate. Yeah. yeah, and we have thought of it. <laughs> so we. But then if it, if it if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> I think the overwhelming yeah. thought from us is that it, it it is very very good at this point in time, the way it is, and and that's something I think a lot of the big brands, uh, other big brands, shall I say. Um, they tend to do they mess around too much in my opinion like the the, the big the, the bigger brands on the market um, they they will change flavors they'll try and add caffeine in I know sometimes they try and cram more carbohydrates in and call it a, a gel XL and all this sort of stuff but it's working for me personally as someone that uses it I think it's working really well yeah. yeah, it works because of a simplicity as well. I think some, yeah. Um, yeah, some brands, they, you know, you look at the back of pack and the ingredients, uh, they're as long as your arm and you're like, what is, what is, is any of this? You know, it's just all things with X's and Y's and, and you don't even know what it's doing to your body. And that's, that was part of our problem, at least, you know, with maple syrup, sea salt you got a pretty good idea what it's doing to your body. <laughs> yeah, it's satisfying to know that the ingredient list is, is well, just two ingredients yeah. because yeah, exactly. everybody is getting more and more health conscious. Yeah, and you can imagine what it's going to be, taste like if you've never tried it, you know, before you buy it because it does taste of maple yeah. syrup, yeah. Um, and that's really important yeah. because yeah. you want stuff that tastes nice. Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. Um, so, you know, that that's when you start to see the benefits. I mean, before then, you'll actually see the benefits in your nails as well. Um, that's what people say, you know, within two weeks yeah. already, they see that the nails Great are stronger. Great hair. Great yeah, hair. So, Rob, we'll be seeing you with a <laughs> full-flowing uh, locks shortly, I'd imagine. The Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Cows to Coast over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coached. <laughs> Moving on, let's talk about <laughs> other talk products. About, yeah, yeah. yeah products. So I know you've got collagen, collagen for runners. That's right. Before, uh, before I even. What is collagen? What do you? What does it do? I know I've tried. I try it. I have it every morning for, and then before I go to bed. But what is collagen? Tell us a bit about collagen. Yeah. Do you want me to do that then? Yeah. Oh, feel okay. free. Feel so free. collagen um, is the collagen, biggest... not collagen. Collagen. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, uh, collagen is the biggest type of protein in your body. So about fifty percent of the protein found in your body is collagen. Um, and one of the things about collagen is we produce it naturally in our body and our production kind of peaks when you're in your early 20s and then it kind of goes downhill. And collagen is used for all the elastic connections um, that we have. So it's used in your skin, um, in your nails as well. But importantly, if you're a runner, 
in your joints. And you, so you think of your soft tissues, you know, your ligaments, your tendons, um, your hips, your, your ankles and your knees, all those joints, you know, those, those are the things which are supported by collagen. Um, so in the past, you know, hundreds of years ago, or hundred years ago, we would have naturally um, got collagen from our diet, you know, through eating the bits of the food that we now throw away, you know, things like fish heads and um, bones and stuff like that. Um, so having a collagen powder, um, such as we make called Run Easy, um, it's made from those bits of the, the fish that we don't like to eat any longer. So it's a completely natural product. It's just gone through a, a process um, to make it into a, a powder um, that you can then add um, to, well, pretty much anything really. But it, it does, it tastes good um, in uh, coffee. Um, and that's a really good thing to get into because unlike other protein powders which you might be a bit more familiar with collagen is something that you take on a daily basis um so you kind of want to get into the habit of taking it so if people have a, a morning coffee for example um yeah that's a, a good habit to get into because you can mix it with your collagen and away you go yeah yeah I don't drink coffee, so I don't okay. have it in my coffee. I have it in, I have it in juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the morning when I wake up, I'm, as you say, as you, say you, you get dry mouth when you go to bed. I haven't tried the nasal breathing at night at the moment, so I've got a really dry mouth. <laughs> so I come downstairs, and the first thing I have is a, is a pint of pint of blackcurrant and a stick in the, the collagen there as well. Yeah. So yeah, no, I know that Ben, you use it in your coffee, don't you? I'm a coffee drinker, so I've got my favourite coffee, which I have on subscription, and I've got my... <laughs> run easy next to my coffee machine i have my black coffee and my uh, run easy every morning and then i i'm my habit of that is really good that's every morning um but then I, i'm i'm not so good at having it in the evening but what i have found is on days where i do particularly tough sessions i've got the replace protein powder um which i i don't know tell me if i'm doing it wrong I'll add it into the replaced protein powder then. and have you, it in you, the... You dropped out then, Ben, don't know what happened yeah, then. Yeah, you left us. In, in, in the evening, in the evening, you said, in the evening I would. Oh, okay. One, two, <laughs> proper three. testing, Proper testing my editing skills today. <laughs> in the evening, um, my routine isn't that good, but I've got the replace protein powder and tell me if I'm doing this wrong, but I put my run easy into the protein powder in the evening if I've had a particularly tough session. So I find it very good with coffee every morning, put it next to your coffee machine. But then it's, it does go very well in, uh, in the, in the protein powder as well. Yeah. And I think the, you, you're right there. I think the important thing is consistency and with collagen in particular, you need to take it consistently for it to get into your system and for it to start repairing. So like from about five, six weeks, certainly from kind of your joints, your ligaments point of view, you'll start to feel less achy. Um, you'll start to feel, you know, you recover quicker from sessions. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that's when you start to see the benefits. I mean, before then, you'll actually see the benefits in your nails as well. Um, that's what people say, you know, within two weeks yeah. already, they see that the nails Great are stronger. Hair. 
Great yeah, hair. So, Rob, we'll be seeing you with a <laughs> Thanks for that. full flowing <laughs> uh, locks shortly, I'd imagine. <laughs> Talking about that, we mentioned about that on the before we came on the podcast. Rob's great at segueing into other things, but this is brilliant. So Rob went for a haircut before this show, believe it or not. Wow! I go to the still, I still go to the barbers. I still go to the barbers. I asked him what for, because you know, for the listeners that haven't seen Rob, which they probably will have done, he doesn't have very much. But for charity, Rob's agreed to grow his hair out. Uh, no, you suggested for charity I grew my hair out. I, when I grow my hair, I look like a tennis ball. So I'm not going to be growing my hair. But not if not if you're using Run Easy, it will look yeah. very good. Yeah, but it, it is good for I, I vouch for that. It is very good for your nails. My nails have never looked so good, I yeah. must admit. So talking about nails so, and fanny packs and growing change. my hair. <laughs> yeah, subject, subject change. change. But yeah, the, the, it, does really, it does really help. And, and and I take it every morning. Like Ben, I struggle with night time. Mm. It's, it's, it's just remembering, I suppose, mm. it? getting into that yeah. routine and having that collagen, uh, the collagen to make sure it gets into your system. So when in five, six weeks, you start feeling the benefit. Mm, yeah. I mean, um, what I'm looking forward to with it, sorry, is, uh, I've, I've only ever done three marathons, full distance marathons, mm-hmm. um, hundreds of half marathons. Um, but the marathon to me is a really difficult training block. It always has been. And mm-hmm. I always seem to pick up an injury in a marathon block, particularly knees, aching muscles, all that sort of stuff. So once we've got Manchester half out of the way, I'm going to be going into Manchester marathon training for April next year. And I'm going to be using um, Run Easy for the first time. So I'm interested to yeah. see because uh, I know very well the feelings and the pains that I get when I train for marathon, which is why I've not done many. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing um, what happens on that journey with Run Easy. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, loads of people have said how it's helped them because just like you, you know, you're going into training, you know, because you just don't wake up one day and think, oh, I'm going to do a marathon tomorrow. You know, you need to train for these things. So you know, let's say your training block is 16 weeks or thereabouts, you know, throughout that time, you're increasing your running time, your time on your feet, your pace. And so that starts to um, put a toll on your body. And that's actually a good thing. That's why you're training, because it's that process, isn't it, of you know running faster, building out more muscles, breaking down the five muscle fibers and then reconnecting. But sometimes it goes a little bit wrong, and then that's where you get injuries. Um, and then if you start thinking to yourself, oh, I've got to do this um, run tomorrow because it's in my training plan, and I'm going to ignore my injuries, that's where the problems start. And then they exacerbate, and then, yeah, getting to the start line is the really hard thing with the marathon. Yeah, I've always, I've always said, and I think we've said it a few times on the show, actually, I don't think the marathon, once you're on the start line, is the hardest part of the marathon. It is the training. Mm-hmm. And I think as runners, we are very reactive. We're not very proactive. And I think one thing that we need to do is to focus on that prehab to prevent us getting into rehab. It's like, yeah. make sure you do things like take your supplements, whatever that might be that you individually choose to do whatever brand it might be let's say but um things like stretching recovery um all those sorts of things is what's needs to be done consistently yeah because that's the hardest part of a marathon so i think getting a good supplement on board um like uh run easy is great and you've got um recover 
protein powder. Yeah. Lots more people will know about protein powder and the uses of, but tell us a little bit about that as well. Yeah, so I mean, generally speaking, protein powder is kind of more associated with gym goers, I would say. I was going to ask that, yeah. yeah. So was, uh, when I used to go to the gym, I can remember going to the gym when I had a PT and he was like, right, you need to get some protein powder. So it was like, okay, then I've got some protein powder. Mm. Didn't really understand what it was. It was just, <laughs> oh, I'll take it. Yeah, so that's so what, tell us a bit about protein powder, what it is and what does it do and how does it help? Yeah, so, so it's actually, it's all supporting this thing called muscle protein synthesis. So when you're doing your, your exercise at a gym, um, you're lifting your weights, let's say, and that process will break muscle fibers. And then after the gym, you know, you're resting and then your muscles, all the fibers in your muscles are then starting to reconnect. Um, and then that's process, that whole process of breaking and reconnecting um, is the process of getting stronger. So it sounds really brutal, but you, I mean, you can't feel or see these, these fibers being broken and reconnected in your muscles. Um, but it's just that's the process that makes you stronger or makes you faster. Um, so that's why when you go to the gym, everyone's there drinking their, their protein powder. Um, and I, I think, you know, certainly I feel that, you know, runners are becoming much more aware of strength and conditioning and the advantages and the benefits of doing that to their running. So it's kind of moving runners are feeling kind of moving towards going to the gym and, incorporating that in their their training blocks as well i mean um protein itself obviously we can get protein day to day you know you can get it in chicken or what have you so obviously you get it in real food but um you also need to make sure you're having enough and often and runners particularly aren't getting enough because yes you can have it's important to have protein after like you say the gym but runners need it as well and often they don't realize how much protein they need because as well because protein um it, it kind of starts a process of this muscle protein you know the synthesis in your body um and it kick starts it um, so that's, you know, the repairing process is, is, is started by the protein in your body. So once you've obviously gone for a long run and you've um, obviously you, you got your muscle fibres are, are broken and, you know, you need to recover just like you go to the gym. So um, you need this, you know, need protein powder or certainly protein to do that. And I don't know about you, but after I've been for a run, I don't necessarily want three eggs on toast. You know, you don't feel like that. So how do you get that protein, you know, in your body? And a simple way is through a protein powder, protein shake. I think for the running side of things, like it's it's a really good point. Like the first thing I do when I get home after a run, depending on when I'm going, if I do my hard sessions, which is when I'd normally sort of associate protein powder on a Sunday when I've done my long run, mm. I'm straight into the middle of walking through the door, two kids, and it's very difficult to get food from your diet. Mm. Um depending upon when that is like if i do my evening once on a tuesday evening i might do that at sort of five o'clock get through the door at six the kids are just about to go to bed and i've got to wait a couple of hours before dinner protein powder in yeah. a shake is the perfect answer for that and the same on a sunday when i've done the long run um i might be a couple of hours away from dinner and i don't want to ruin my dinner by having food so a mm. shake again works really well um are we talking natural ingredients again for the 
the protein powder? Yeah, definitely. Um, so we focused on uh, plants, um, plant protein powder, um, because that actually sits a lot easier than whey. So whey dominates the uh, protein powder market. So if you've ever been to the gym, you would have seen people, no doubt, drinking whey protein powders. You know, and that's that's brilliant. But again, just going back to uh, the bit about you know stomachs and running and what they can be like. You know, often you have a delicate stomach, so you want something that's going to sit on there easier. Um, way when you consume all that way often it, it doesn't have a good effect so that's fine when you're inside because there's a toilet nearby but if you're outside you know that's not so good so yeah having plant proteins generally speaking for most people will be um less reactive so it's just easier to digest yeah but you have to make sure you have a blend of plants as well because to get the right amino acid profile um, so you want a certain amount of amino acids and by blending the plants you know, together, which we do in our protein powder to get the right, right profile, then that works. And you also need to have like a minimum of 20 grams of protein uh, to kickstart that, that, that process of the, the muscle fiber, fibers fixing themselves. Otherwise, the process won't be kickstarted in the same way. So, yeah, and after What's running extra carbs is good as well. So kind of getting that mixture of protein and carbs together is, is also also a good idea. Yeah, yeah. that's good. What, what's next for Protein Rebel then? Uh, I suppose we've, we've, we've talked about the products that are available now. What is next for Protein? I noticed that you've moved into a bigger um, yeah. place. I, I noticed <laughs> on, on Instagram that you've moved into a bigger place. So what's yeah. next for Protein Rebel? We're not talking a bigger house here, are we, Rob? No, no. No, no. no. I mean, I mean like, a, out, like what, what do you call it? Like yeah. a manufacturing place, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. It's going well. We've moved from uni. mansion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. That's next year. Other than sponsoring a really good pod, uh, a running podcast like us, that's what I was going to try yeah. and get. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, um, well, we're selling more, so that's that's fantastic news. Um, and we want to continue growing. Um, we want to, you know, expand to other countries. So that that would be a good thing for us to do. Um, and it's on our sites for next year. We've also got some more protein uh, products coming out. Um, and we've, yeah, there might be a new gel to add to Maple Ignite, but we'll, mm-hmm. we're kind of in early stages of development for that. Um, so if you want any, if you want guinea pigs, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> sign up for being a guinea pig. Let me know. Yeah, no, that's good. Actually, Rob, we're always looking for guinea pigs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a big guinea pig, but I'll be a guinea pig for you. <laughs> it makes you grow hair. This one though, Rob. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. even better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, a big thing about what we're doing is because we're using natural ingredients, you know, that they're high quality ingredients. So, you know, they cost a little bit more. So it's just kind of getting the right balance here between things that um, are going to deliver fuel for for your run, but also at a price which is reasonable. Um, Yeah. Because... Yeah, well, we all know about cost of living crisis and all that sort of stuff. You know, and it's affecting everyone, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely is. I've got one more question. 
Where Lumber. does the name, or where did the name Protein Rebel come from? That's a good question. That's a really good question. <laughs> yeah. So, shall I... Shall yeah, I... yeah you want to answer that one. Well, you know what? Our very first product um, was protein powders made with crickets. Now, we're not doing that any longer, sadly. As in so, the insects. Yeah, but we... we <laughs> not, not, crickets, not crickets and then the people that play crickets. No, no, no. no. They, we didn't put them in a masher. You're all right. <laughs> Do you want to sample that one, Rob? <laughs> yeah, I'll sample that one. That's fine. <laughs> I'll have a bit of a bear snow's leg or something. Yeah. And so it was really trying to look at protein in a different way with the, the belief that actually there's better ways for us as humans to consume protein um, you know, to make it more vi- uh, more bioavailable and sit in your stomach easier and also better for the planet. So that's kind of how we started. That was our very first product. Um, you know, rolled on a couple of years now. Um, sadly, that, that product we don't have any longer. Um, this is a whole big story there. Because um, you, you ran out of cricket. You ran out of crickets. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you know what? It's all tied up with Brexit. You know, that's what it was. Oh, right. Yeah, it was all okay. about changes in regulation and moving from like EU regulation to UK regulation that hadn't been formulated and stuff like that. Um, so it's a. It was a very boring but very uh, complicated. Um, product to, to make um, but yeah so yeah sadly we don't have it any longer <laughs> fingers crossed you know that will come about and uh, once everything's sorted out from a regulation point of view in the UK and then you can be our guinea pig Rob yeah absolutely <laughs> I'm happy to try anything just let me know so I suppose that's the reason why Protein Rebel is because it's going against what the norm is is yeah, that what you're trying to say yeah. yeah taking a different view on things so you know and we see yeah. that through in the in the gels as well you know doing things naturally instead of kind of going down the normal route of you know chemical gels um, so yeah that, that's what we're trying to do fantastic Excellent. the last thing that we need to do I know Ben had the last question, but the last thing we need to do is, so yourselves were very nicely donated, sponsored, with a prize for the listeners. So we've had, yeah. over the last couple of days, I think it was Monday we released it, it's Thursday today, so over the last couple of days we've had an opportunity for people to enter into this competition. We've had 25 entrants, which to us is really good, <laughs> really, really happy. We've increased the amount of followers that we've had. Uh, right. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to share my screen... Hopefully. I've entered five times. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking that myself. <laughs> no, me and Rob didn't enter. No family members and friends. Well, friends have. Family members haven't. <laughs> so I'm going to share my screen. We have a wheel. We have a wheel of names. Uh, and I'm going to press the wheel of names and we will reveal who has won. So three, two, one. And the winner is... Oh, can you feel the tension? Oh, it was nearly Jackie Bailey, the number one listener, but he wasn't. He was Tony underscore Brown. So oh, well done hey. to Tony well Brown. Well done, Tony. Good one, we'll be Tony. Getting in contact. We'll get in contact with you and we will sort out getting the protein protein rebel. So it's nine... It, it, maple ignite and two of the run, two cans of the run easy which that's is right. yeah, yeah exactly so, yeah no, hopefully we'll have a new customer for you as well <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> so that's he's tried true. after they've tried it yeah. no, so last thing but literally the last thing i want to do is say thank you for coming on and thank you for sponsoring the podcast we are a brand ambassadors for you we do use the products and like i say 
it's it's working really well for both of us so <laughs> thank you for coming on thank you for giving us more information and like I say, I'm happy to be a guinea pig. If you want me to be a guinea pig, oh. don't tell me. Don't tell me, Missy's that. Yeah. I'm happy to be a guinea pig. Oh. That's perfect. Thanks so much, Rob and Ben. We've really enjoyed being here. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Good. Yeah, Thank enjoy you. Magaluf. Yeah. Thank you. I will. I'm sure I will. I might take some. Well, I'm going. Hopefully, if I'm allowed to, I'm going to go for a run. So I might take some maple ignite out with me. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah. do some. I'll do that some. A lot I'm not sure. I, being tied up on a lamppost or something like that. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'll take some pictures with it when I'm in a bar somewhere. I'll take some pictures of Maple Ignite in a bar for yeah, you. I love that. And I believe collagen mixes well in beer as well, so you can take that with you too. Okay. I'll, t- I'll take that with me as well. I'll try. I'll try that one. Thank you both. Thank you for coming on. Thanks a lot. This episode is brought to you by Protein Rebel. Have you ever suffered with digestion issues during a running event? You're not alone. Research shows that 27% of marathoners and 70% of ultra runners report issues with digestion. The reasons for these gastrointestinal issues are often the complex chemical formulations used in many sports nutrition products. They lead to bloating, cramps, and sometimes the need to run to the toilet. Not what any runner needs. Definitely not. So how can you get over this when the big brands use artificial ingredients? So Protein Rebel has decided to do things differently as their products are 100% natural. They only use short, minimal, natural ingredient list. It reduces the chance of GI issues, so gastrointestinal issues, and supports your running naturally. Products include Maple Ignite energy gels containing just maple syrup and sea salt, Run Easy Marine Collagen for strengthening joints and ligaments, and replace vegan protein powders. If you are interested in buying any of these products, we have got a special, yes, a special code for you to use. You go onto their website and it's CTC15 and you will get yourself 15% off. This episode is brought to you in association with the North Staffs Roadrunners Association. Proudly supporting road running in North Staffordshire since 1974. So there you go. That is the interview with Liz and Tim uh, from Protein Rebel. Really nice couple to talk to. Uh, really fun to talk to. Uh, and the, the the brands that they the the products that they use and sell uh, are really good. I use the, the I don't use the protein as in the replace protein powder, but I'm going to look into it and I will start using it. Like you say, might start using it for the training for the marathon in April. I mean, I I do use the all three of the products and. I think they're absolutely fantastic. Um, I don't know if I'd have used it if we hadn't stumbled across it, if I'm honest, because um, yeah. obviously they are an up-and-coming brand, if you like, uh, starting to win awards now, which is great. Um, yeah. But ever since that episode where we found out that they were sponsoring the – it was the uh, Potters. Potters off, yeah. So uh, they were, they were um, yeah come on my radar and i actually i really love the the energy gel i think as i said in the episode the packaging is brilliant it's easy to carry around it tastes great i've had absolutely no stomach issues and i do find it gives me all the energy i need to get through those races so really yeah. happy with it and really pleased with what uh liz and tim are doing it's it's really good stuff 
Yeah. And just to make you aware, there's no plans for me to grow my hair for charity. Uh, I made a decision. I've come to terms with the fact that I'm going to be bald for the rest of my life. Unless I go to Turkey, I come back with a full head of hair. Uh, I, I won't be growing my hair. I did Not try even it. for the podcast. Well, I did try it a couple of, couple of years ago. Um during COVID, actually, because it was hard to get a barber, so I grew my hair. And, I, and I'm not joking you, I did just look. Because I've got a bit of an island at the front, so I've got a bit of an Alan Shearer island. <laughs> and it just grows up, and it just looks silly. So even for the podcast, I think that's too far for me. I do apologize, Come on. Guys. I'm running, I'm, running a, I'm running a marathon for the podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd rather stick to running than growing do hair. Do for charity. Like I say, if if, people, if if there's a company out there that is willing to pay for me to go over to Turkey or to even not, not even go to Turkey, actually, pay for me to have a hair transplant, although I think they struggle to find enough hair to transplant it from my back of my head because it's not that's starting to go as well unless they're going to transplant it from somewhere else. <laughs> I have got a hairy bottom, so you could use that hair from there. Uh, if somebody's going to willing to pay for me to have a hair transplant, then I will grow it and I will then do it for charity. So if there's anybody out listening, if there's anybody listening out there that wants to do that, let me know. Um, I could also get, could also do with getting my teeth done as well. If anybody wants to to, to do that for me as well, always on the take. I know, I am, <laughs> I am, definitely am. Anyway, fantastic interview, and uh, I'm sure we'll have them back on the podcast again when they've got the new products out. I'm really looking forward to that actually. See what products they're going to be bringing out. It's exciting, yeah. isn't it? To see what more. It is exciting. Yeah, definitely is. Definitely is. They might use your idea of putting caffeine in there. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. They, I might, just... they might name. They might name it after you. Protein. Ben. Protein Ben. Po- <laughs> I don't, yeah, I think that needs a bit of work, don't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think it does. It'd be exciting. It was just not. It was just something that popped in my head because I think you know it's it's interesting to think a lot of the the, the brands out there with their energy gels they they tend to add caffeine, but mm. um, I I think the product's great as it is, and I said it on yeah. the episode. I think don't don't try and fix if it ain't broke. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so hopefully, um, exciting stuff coming from Protein Rebel in the future. CTC15 will get you 15% off uh, at your checkout if you want to go and try all of those products. And yep. we had the lucky winner of the bundle. Yep, well done, Tony. Uh, Tony Brown, well we'll, be in con- we'll be in contact to get that sent out to you from Protein Rebel. Courtesy yeah. of Protein Rebel. They, they, they donated it to us to, to be able to do a competition. So fantastic. Shall we look at my running over the last... Just a quick overview of my running, because there's, there's, there's one thing that came up. The first part of my stag do sandwich, the first piece of bread to my stag do sandwich, because I've got the filling coming up this weekend, I'm going to Magaluf, but the first piece of bread was Congleton Half. You, 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 I just want to say, and I need to just disclaimer this, this stag do sandwich thing, <laughs> and... We had the announcement last week that I am no longer coaching. Um, I am only coaching you. You are my only runner that I am committed to coaching. One-to-one coaching. I will be, this time next year, I will be at that point where I will be running and getting Kipchoge's time, I believe. Maybe. Probably not. But (laughs) I do not support the Stag Do Sandwich 
as ideal preparation. I support you having fun. I I wish you all the best on your stag do. I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, do wish that. And I'm gutted I can't make it there with you. I am. I am. But um, I do not support it as preparation for a pivotal race in your calendar. Carry on with what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, you're you're completely right. It it hasn't come at a good time. But um, like I say, you've got to live your life. It's got, and that's the only time where the lads that were coming on the stag do that could do. So it had to fit just between the Congleton half came after the stag do actually. So I signed up for Congleton half. So it was it was just going to be Magaluf followed by Manchester. Uh, But I I think Congleton Half was good preparation for Manchester because if 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 we look at it, so before that I did the um, part run on Saturday, did the combined part run with the combined run club, uh, and that went really really well. Took that quite easy. Went out with people like Andy Boff and John Cousins and people like that. So shout out to them guys. Um, And then the Congleton Half, so it was set you put on training peaks to do the first half or first six miles at half marathon pace. And then after that, take it a little bit more easy. I text you on the day saying, I, f- I quite feel, I feel really good. And you said to me, go for it. If you want to go for it. Um, as and I think coach. sometimes you have to throw caution to the wind and think, do you know what? If you wake up and you're feeling good and the logic I took was, you're probably going to be feeling better before Congleton than you are before Manchester based on the week that you have in the build-up to Manchester. And you've got nothing to lose. You've had a good training block going into Congleton. Sometimes when it sneaks up on you, there's no pressure. And actually, you go and run a really good race. And you have run a really good race on what yeah. is a challenging course. Yeah, so it's a challenging course. It should, in theory, you know, jokes aside about Magaluf and all that sort of stuff, it should set you in good stead because you will have got a really good training effect from it. And Manchester is by far an easier course than Congleton mm-hmm. there was just a little bit of like go on let's have a go let's see what happens yeah and I, I did two hours for it two hours two minutes and 42 seconds which is my second best half marathon so my PB is 159.04 I got that at staff at half and this like you say was a challenging course my first mile went to it to, to pot I got it in 805 but there was a, a steep decline uh, with that. So uh, that was, I think that was given anyway. Uh, but then 9.06, 8.58, 9.07, 8, 8.43, 9.11 for my last mile of doing my half marathon pace. And it gradually got worse, as it does. Um, but yeah, two hours, two, 42. I was happy with that. Um, and yeah, second best half marathon race. Happy, 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 chappy. Good effort. Uh, you should be proud of it. I am. I am very proud. Very proud. It was a hard course, like you say, up and down. Sting uh, so in the tail. Sting in the tail. It was definitely was a sting in the tail. I got to a point of where I started running up it, and I thought I'm, I'm not going to get any faster, so I'm going to walk. And there was a guy in front of me who was running, and my walking was probably quicker than his running. So I thought I'm just going to carry on walking and run and walk the rest of it, um, and then ran when I got to the top. And it was nice little bit towards the end. You run on a new road, and it's flat, so steep. 
uh, Steve Cannon, who came on the show. He gave me a spot prize. Um, was talking to him. Saw Ken Ken Rushton. Spoken to Ken. So saw loads of people that because uh, obviously it was my first NSRRA race for a long time. So a lot of people that were there that hadn't seen me for a while. So it was really nice to to, to reconnect with people and speak to people, listen to the show. Yeah, it was good. It's really good, really good. And then I went out with Stoke Fit on the Monday. Um, that was a really, it, it was a nice run. It was a just a continuous run. So we went and ran uh, four point something miles. Can't remember four and a half miles maybe. Uh, and then I play football on Tuesday. And then goals. today, no, scored no goals again. That's Ooh, two weeks from no goals. Is it a dry I think, patch? I know, I think I'm like Haaland. I'm going through a dry patch of goals. Yeah, a dry patch. One season, yeah. one Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully next week when I'm back from Magaluf. And I go to Magaluf tomorrow morning at four o'clock in the morning. So um, I'm getting prepared. Yeah, I know, four o'clock in the morning, getting picked up. Flights at seven o'clock. So it's going to be an interesting one. Sitting in the, sitting in the airport with a pint of, uh, pint of beer at seven o'clock in the morning. But anyway, but yeah, that's my running for the week. How's your running been? Okay. Uh, what have I done this week? What have I done? Oh, I ticked off my big half marathon session um, after last week's episode. So I had that testing half marathon session, which we talked about, um, which was basically a bit of an indicator as to where I am with my training, if you like. Um, and I am pleased to report back to say it went very well indeed um so the the session was for me to do um trying to find it here now five minutes four minutes three minutes two minutes and one minute at tempo pace um and that was to be done sort of around about uh 620 per mile Um, and each of those were done off a minute and 15 rest. So I did all those, felt really good. And then the big challenge with that fatigue and that lactate buildup, replicating sort of, if you like, the end of the half marathon was to basically try and hit half marathon pace mm-hmm. um, from a sub 80 target. Um, and that was four miles at half marathon pace. And they literally came out paced blindingly one mile, two mile, three mile, four mile. So I did 5.59, 5.59, 5.59, 59, 59, and 5.58. Wow. And well, Would you put that down to yourself or would you put that down to Garmin? Uh, I did run that <laughs> with Garmin. And I will put it down to uh, Garmin helping me. Newsflash on that. You don't even know this coming up in a minute. Uh, okay. I paced them all perfectly, like 5.59 for the first three of the four, and then 5.58 for the last one. Pace felt good. My my, my aim at Manchester is actually to run them a little bit slower. Um, so really, if I want to do sub-80 comfortably inside, I need to be running 6.05. Yeah. Um, so I feel really, really confident now. I've got uh, – I did a session on Tuesday just gone. Obviously, I ticked off a big long run on the Sunday first, did a, a – session on Tuesday I've got another big session tomorrow and then next week I'm going into my taper um, mm. nothing in the diary apart from going down the villa tonight that could get in the way so I'll have a couple of beers tonight watch the villa first Europa Conference League game at home and then next week's all about the recovery time off the feet get the runs done that I need ice baths easy run uh, collagen 
recover, protein shakes, stretching, all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just feeling in really good shape going into Manchester now. That's good. That's really good news. That's really good news. Uh, and you put something on about your weight as well. This is lightest you've been. Weight in a is long down. Time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm down. Is that because to... of the maloma, like, the, the, the 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 surgery that you had? Yeah, <laughs> I lost <laughs> half a stone when they took the lump <laughs> off my back. No. Um, I, to be honest with you, I've not done a great change. Like going into always, I've always sat about twelve stone two ish. Mm. Um, but for the last couple of weeks, I've made a big effort to basically not eat processed foods. So I'm not eating anything that's processed. And that takes out a large part of the rubbish that I eat, basically. So if I'm out and about and I feel like I need something to eat and I haven't got anything with me, I'll go to a supermarket and pick up a pre-packed sandwich or I might mm. pick up, like I don't know, it might be a scotch egg or something like that. And it's mm. I've just, by not eating processed foods, I've taken a large portion of the, the the rubbish out of my diet and you know fitting with what we said with protein but i'm eating natural now i'm eating good. good foods and then in the morning i've basically tried to follow an intermittent fasting diet to some extent where i, I don't eat anything until 12 so i've sort of skipped breakfast I, I only have a black coffee when i wake up with my uh my run easy in um i might drink drink like a herbal tea like a peppermint tea or something like that just to get me through to lunchtime and then at lunchtime i've started eating and my feeding window sort of 12 to about seven eight o'clock and mm. that's it um and i find that that's made me drop weight and i'm down to the lightest i've been probably in about four years uh 11 stone six pounds that's like one of my legs <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, I'm, I weigh one of Rob's legs. <laughs> running I've done. I feel like I've got my diet right. I'm ready to go into Manchester with a good supplement behind me, a good energy gel behind me. Um, my kit's been tested. I, I can't. I'm trying to focus on the processes as much as possible, and I can't see any stumbling blocks with Manchester at the moment. Bar anything happening on the day, mm. I will hit that 80 minutes. Break that 80 minutes. It's it's happening. I'm happy. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad because I'm hoping I'm hoping to get under two hours. If I get under two hours, I'll be really, ec- really I think, ecstatic. I think you'll be good for it. If we we had a testing run at so. Congleton, I think we yeah. can we can have a good run at it now. See yeah. what happens. Yeah, but we'll the, the breaking news on the watch front, we're talking. I was going to say, are, are we going to save this for this week or next week, or do you want to do it now? We'll save it for next week. Okay, tune in for next week to listen to breaking news. So the pressure's on you now. I had Dr. Dre a couple of weeks ago. This story best be good. It involves another watch change. Another another one. Okay, listen in to next week for the watch change. Save that for next week then. So we quickly do start a leaderboard. Go on. Okay. And then we'll set you off on your merry way. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to do Strava Leaderboard. We're going to add, it, add in an extra bit. So we've been asking people for shout-outs, so we're going to do our own little shout-outs as well. So somebody that's – that we're not sure if they listen to the show. It doesn't matter if they do or not, but somebody that's impressed you with their running. Uh, so for me, I'm going to choose somebody, and Ben's going to choose somebody, and we are going to give them a shout-out. So the Strava Leaderboard for this Ju- – Julianne Kettle pulled us up on this. Yeah, she did. I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, she did. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm going to call her out. But I think in the name of positive feedback for the show. Yeah, definitely. If anybody definitely. has any suggestions, we do listen to what the listeners ask. Yeah. And Julianne basically said, why do you always talk about people at the top of the leaderboard? 
don't yeah. know if she said it in that like, angry no, tone. No, not like that, that no. angry tone. It was a message. Um, yeah, it was. But it was very good feedback, and we are yeah. taking it on board. So any suggestions are welcome. But we are each going to pick somebody from the board, any position in the board that we feel deserves a shout-out. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to do the top three. That's that's going to stay. So the top three for last week, so from Monday to Sunday last week, with 57.9 miles, well done to Morgan Thompson. Well done, Morgan. With 62.1 miles, well done to Joseph Edwards. Well done, Joe. And with 66.2 impressive uh, miles is Martin Pratt. So well done to Martin. For this week, so from Monday to Thursday, uh, we've done the show earlier because I'm going to Magaluf tomorrow. I don't know if I mentioned it. Uh, but with a third spot, again, featuring third again from last week, uh, from, yeah, anyway, Morgan Thompson with 24.7 miles. Uh, second place, Carl Moulton, who came second at Congleton with 26.2 miles. So well done to Carl. Sam Crozier, well done to Sam Crozier for winning Congleton half. And well done to Izzy Shaw, who came first female. So well done to, to Izzy and, and Sam. And then top of the shop with 36.2 miles is Pat Buckingham. So well done to them three. Well done uh, to for them three. Coming in them positions this week. That wasn't my shout-out. I've got another shout-out. But you go for your shout-out first for this week. Well, this isn't my official shout-out. And I'm only going to... Before Julianne gets on at me, um, just... Kieran Bedford. Yeah, Kieran. He's not my official shout-out, but he has contributed a lot to the show in the last few weeks. Um, He's on his taper week uh, for the big marathon. Was on his yeah. taper for the big marathon. It started yesterday. I noticed it on the Strava leaderboard. So I just want to say, good luck. Yeah. Your training will pay off. Go and smash it. Back yourself. Trust the process. And I'm sure you will be uh, right as rain come the day of the marathon. I think yeah, that's just deserved. So my shout out, um, I have it here. So I. I'm going to give my shout-out to Helen Summers. Okay, so I met Helen on Sunday, actually. Okay. Um, reasons why, Helen Summers? Um, well, I'll, give you, I'll give you a few reasons. So Helen Summers, I don't know where she sits in the leaderboard because it's not about that, but I'm looking at her Strava. Consistently going back from July the 17th, um, she has been very consistent with her running running around about 30 to 36 miles per week. She's rarely missed a beat by the looks of her training, if that's where she sits herself on weekly mileage. Um, She did Congleton half on Sunday, by the looks of it. Uh, Helen is a bat, Stone Marathon Masters. She did did Congleton on Sunday in a time of 153.50. Some little photos over there doing a bat. Um, but then she's straight back into it. She did Monday club run with the bats. And then what I liked about it, which caught my eye, is that to today, she hasn't let up and she's gone out in what looks like rainy conditions to do a solo tempo session. And that, for me, is someone that is showing consistency, hard work, dedication, variety, all the things we like to talk about on the show. So well done, Helen. 
Well done, Helen. I did see you on Sunday. Uh, we stayed and we watched the, the award ceremony as well. So well done to Helen. My shout out this week is to Ken Shenton. So Ken is a very good runner. I saw him on Sunday as well. So we talk, we tend to talk at most races since we've been doing the podcast. This is It's brought us together, I suppose. And we were talking quite a lot before the race. And he was talking to me that he has retired. He retired, I think he retired on the Friday or the Saturday. And then he ran Congleton on the Sunday. So congratulations, Ken. I hope you enjoy your retirement. Uh, and he ran a really good race on, on, on Sunday as well at Congleton. So... Well done to Ken, and I'm sure I'll see you. He's ran every single race at the North Stars Roadrunners as well, so he's on to it, on for an award, and I think he's second in Group E. So well done to Ken. Um, well done, Ken. So well done, mate. So yeah, that's what we're going to be doing this this now for the Strava leaderboard. We're going to be doing the top three, but we're also going to be doing a shout out. So if you've got a shout out that you want to mention on the show, you're impressed. They don't have to be a member of the Strava leaderboard. Obviously point them in that direction but if you've got a shout out for somebody that's impressed you with their running please do let us know and we can give them a shout out on your behalf so i'm gonna go and get ready for magaluf i'm we're gonna be like the in between us in magaluf I'm going to do the ba-ba Americano. Do, do, oh, do, do. Send footage. Send footage. Yeah, over the, over the dance floor. Do, do. In my mankini. Do, 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 do. Yeah, man, I want to see that. I'm not going to send you that footage. Don't worry. I won't do it. A few top Spoil. tips for you. Go on. Don't talk to strangers. Okay, yeah. Make sure you put a beer mat over your pint. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Take yeah. Vaseline. Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Make sure that you put some sellotape over your eyebrows before you go to sleep. <laughs> yeah yeah that's the problem i said to me barber today he said uh i said obviously going for my glue for this says the only thing i don't want him to do i'm not bothered about getting dressed up i can get dressed up is i hope they don't shave my eyebrows off i'm proud of my eyebrows there's the only part I've, I've got a beard and i've got a hairy i've got a hairy beard and a hairy top of my eyes and then no hair on top so i hope they don't shave my eyebrows off number five drink plenty oh. of water I will. I will. I'll make sure I will. And I, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So, and then next week on the podcast, we'll I can update you about Magaluf. I'll update if I actually got chance to go out and do a run, uh, and we can also focus and look at inside Manchester and talk about Manchester Half Marathon. Bit of a bumper episode today. I think we're going to be going over at least a couple, an hour and an hour and ten, fifteen minutes. So, bit of a bumper episode. So, hope you've enjoyed it, and we will. See you all next week after Magaluf. See you all See later. See you later. Bye-bye.